And welcome once again, my friends, to the Daily Gator Daily Thought Podcast. If you're left, you just ain't right. And I'm just going to scatter shoot today. Just going to flap my gums and hopefully you'll listen and enjoy. Be in, maybe entertained, maybe enlightened, maybe enraged. I don't know, but a, a word that starts with E anyway. I think that's important. <clears throat> now, on the uh, Bill Maher show on uh, HBO, I believe it's still on HBO, isn't it? Maybe not. I'm trying to remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Piers Morgan was a guest. There was another guest, a uh, a California congresswoman named Katie Porter. And they were discussing Riley Gaines, the female swimmer who was attacked for trying to stand up for women's rights to have sports and compete against just other women, not dudes that are trans uh, trans uh, transitioning. Okay. Not, not a wannabe chick with a you-know-what. No, they want to compete against women because it's unfair to make a biological female compete against a biological male. It just doesn't work out well for the women. So Raleigh Gaines has been uh, kind of leading this charge to protect women's sports. And Katie, Por- uh, Katie Porter, again, a representative Democrat, did I need to say that, uh, from California, representative she was talking to morgan and uh bill maher and she said that raleigh Gaines was basically doing this for publicity for clicks for likes that's really all she has in mind uh pierce morgan said no i think she's speaking up for pretty much every female athlete in the world and the crowd really erupted in applause all the applause lines in this uh, very pro rally gains, very pro women competing against women. Get the trans people out. Okay. We want things fair. We want to treat women athletes like we treat anybody else in a fair fashion. We don't want to see swimming events or, or running events, track events where uh, some man competes and blows all the women away because of physiological, biological differences between male and female. And Piers Morgan and Bill Maher both argued for that point. And the, every time there was an applause, it was for Bill Maher. It was for Piers Morgan. So take heart. It was not for Katie Porter, uh, the uh, California uh, Democrat. Uh, and I actually, I wrote about this on the Daily Gator. And as a favor to Katie Porter, I know the uh, the preferred pronouns things is really big right now. So I figured I'd do her a favor. And if you go to the Daily Gator and look at the, uh, look at the uh, piece there, I did. I gave Katie Porter what I felt were her best uh, preferred pronouns. How she, she could let everyone know how to address her, how she feels about issues, things like that. So I think she should be known now as Katie Porter. She, her liberal idiot. Those should be her preferred pronouns. Um, and it was heartening again to see the public actually side with the right side. What is the liberal side, which is, what is the conservative side? Uh, and I think the, the people who want trans women competing as actual women, I think they've got an agenda that doesn't support women, doesn't support anyone's athletics, frankly. 
and I think they're kind of nuts. Now, if you remember, the the uh, two uh, Tennessee representatives were uh, booted from the Tennessee legislature uh, a week or two ago after the Nashville school shooting there, because basically they tried to go into the legislature in Nashville and get kicked out. They wanted to create a, a quote, victim, uh, racial victim syndrome situation where they could then say, see, racism, racism. And, of course, that's what they've done. The media played along. But when I talked about one of these, uh, one of these two gentlemen, Justin Pearson, and I talked about uh, a few episodes ago, I talked about how Justin Pearson had really changed from earlier days. He's wearing a suit and tie. Looks like you know any anybody in a suit and tie. Uh, spoke very plainly. Didn't speak with any of the fake bitterness and fake outrage and fake victimhood. Uh, didn't go into the uh, black victim pimping uh, preacher mode with his speech. So anyway, I found this on Twitter. Uh, Ultra MAGA Jason Todd posted this. And there's a clip from 2016 and a clip from 2023. It's the same person. It's Justin Pearson. And notice the difference when he was, I think, back in college in 2016. Now he's in the Tennessee legislature seven years later. Notice the difference in his voice and ask yourself, what is he, what is he selling here? Just have a listen, my friends. Oh, my goodness. Somebody help me. I'm dying. I'm going to hell. They're killing me. God, help me, please. Talk about a crock of fake bullshit. This uh, junior race pimp in training. If you hear someone talk seven years ago, they don't change their way of communicating that drastically in seven years. This is nothing but play acting. This is what most of leftism is now. Play acting, victim pimping, victim pretending. It's victim fetish. You sound like a victim. You make people think they're victims. You're all victims like, and you're fighting for them. I'm going to war for you. I've got your back. I'm there for you. They're there for themselves. And I imagine Justin Pearson is there for himself and his future uh, fatter wallet campaign. So just to... This, I wanted you to hear that clip uh, of Justin Pearson, junior race pimp in training. Now, let's get into some more fun stuff, folks. Ah, what a day. Uh, let me see. Here's a good story. What does the left, one of the things the left always says about guns and self-defense and concealed carry and permitless carry and all that they say that the, the good guy with the gun is a myth. It's a fabrication. It never happens. Well, <laughs> I beg to differ. Reality begs to differ. The wonderful website, uh, Bearing Arms, begs to differ. Here's a story. 
a good Samaritan in the right place at the right time was able not only to not only thwart an armed robbery at a Houston ATM over the weekend, but was able to help police take the suspect, the thug, the criminal, into custody where authorities learned the man who was trying to, to jack somebody, rob him at the, and was beating him at an ATM, good, good Samaritan with a concealed carry permit, pulled over, helped the guy, helped the police arrest the thug, the criminal, the bad guy. And it turns out that the guy that was doing the attacking, the, the, the bad guy, that the good guy with a gun stopped, uh, he happens to, well, the police wanted to talk to him. Because he's wanted on murder charges. I know that probably breaks some Democrats' hearts. It, it may break Albert, Alvin Bragg's heart and George Soros's heart and George Gascon's heart and others. Uh, but this person, again, who was committing a violent felony, was wanted for murder in the state of Louisiana. According to Houston police, the armed citizen just happened to be driving by a Chase Bank location on the city's southeast side, just after 7 p.m. on Saturday, he spotted a stranger being pistol-whipped by a man at an ATM. Huh. A man pulled into the bank to withdraw money from the ATM when the armed suspect came around the corner, ordering him to hand over the money. Detectives said the victim reportedly began to comply, so he was handing over the money. Then the suspect began to pistol-whip him. I guess just robbing somebody wasn't enough for him. He wanted to really get his thug on or something. That's when police say someone driving by uh, saw the crime happening, pulled out a gun to defend the victim. That would be the good guy with the gun. Remember, it never happened, says the left. The man shot the suspect in the leg and the foot. Uh, after several shots were fired, the suspect was taken to a hospital in stable condition, according to the Houston Police Department. Uh, too bad he didn't shoot him in the head, so no one after have to deal with the, the uh, violent thug again. But again, never happens. No, don't tell me, no, yeah, good guy with a gun, that's a myth, that never happens. Never. You're just going to shoot your own foot off, or police going to come up and think you're the bad guy and shoot you, or are you going to shoot some innocent person? Actually, many times a year this does happen. Another very good reason for concealed carry and constitutional carry. And yes, open carry. <clears throat> now, wanted to get to a couple of the stories here. <sighs> and the American conservative, I have this under the, the uh, I do it every Monday through Friday. I do a post called the Daily Top Five. I do it in the morning. And it's the five news stories or maybe op-ed pieces I think are most important, most of interest. Always check those out. But the American conservative, the American conservative had a piece today. And the headline caught my eye. The headline is the most important line in the China-France joint, joint statement. Europe's prime players are embracing the multipolar paradigm. Are they leaving the U.S. behind? In other words, China's trying to undercut our money now. They're trying to have the dollar not be the standard of the world, basically. And, you know, countries like France and their idiot leader, Macron, he's, he's all for it. His own people are ready to throw him out of the country because he, he wants to raise the uh, 
minimum or the uh, retirement age, and people don't want to work that long. They're French. They're lazy. What can I say? I'm just kidding, by the way. But anyway, uh, on April 7th, after three days and several hours of meetings, uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping and French President Emmanuel Macron issued a joint declaration between France and China. The declaration complained, uh, contained much of the interest uh, on trade, nuclear war, the war in Ukraine, the food crisis, climate change, and more. But the most important line may be a short 19-word sentence that appears early in the document. I want you to listen very carefully. <clears throat> very carefully. In a section on, quote, promoting global security and stability, China and France declared that they seek to strengthen the multilateral international system under the aegis of the United Nations in a multipolar world. Oh, just one world, one government, one United Nations. Oh, the paradise that would be. And uh, humanity would pay a god-awful price for that. But that's where one of our allies, France, is at. We know China's communist, but that's basically France signing on to communism. One world government where, you know, leftists always like to say power to the people. Yet they're the ideology, the collectivists, that always sap as much in uh, independence from individuals, as much individualism, as much personal choice, personal autonomy. They take all that away from the little guy, the individuals, because they're collectivists. They hate individualism. They hate individualists. They want to do everything for you. And every time it's been tried, no matter where you call it Marxism, Stalinism, thisism, thatism, it fails miserably. Millions of people die. Much suffering. Much, uh, 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 many atrocities. And the left never learns. They never learn. So keep that in mind. Keep that little, uh, that one sentence in line about the strengthening the multilateral international system under the aegis of the United Nations. United Nations can't fix a freaking flat tire. Literally. If you put the United Nations in charge of international tire repair, you would take your car in with a, a slow leak in the left rear tire. You would get it back with that tire now completely flat. The, the spare would be missing, and the other three tires would also be flat, and God knows what the bill would be. And then they'd probably fine you for having a car with out of spare and four tires. Now let's move on, my friends. Uh, here's a story I found the American Greatness. Very good blog. Victor Davis Hanson, uh, I do believe, wrote this. I may be wrong. I'm sorry if I am. But I do believe it was Victor Davis Hanson that wrote this uh, fine piece. I want to make sure. I want to give proper accreditation to uh, the individual that wrote this. Because it's so good. It is. It needs to be heard. It needs to be read. Uh, American conserve. It is American greatness. There we go. That's why I alphabetized my blog role. 
A comes before B, B comes before C. Oh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I apologize. <laughs> it is Lloyd Billingsley uh, that actually wrote this piece. So that needed to be straightened out, and now it is. And the title is Biden Youth Goose-Stepping to Trans Ideology. And that's what the trans stuff is. It's ideological. It's almost a religion now. The Delaware Democrat is possessed by trans ideology, a defiance of reality unprecedented in human history, with deadly consequences. Uh, these are words from Joseph R. Biden, our mumbler-in-chief. Transgender day of visibility. The left loves to make up days like that. Days of useless, worthless slogans. Transgender Day of Visibility celebrates the joy, strength, and absolute courage of some of the bravest people I know. People who have too often had to put their jobs, relationship, and lives on the line just to be their true selves. Can I, can I get some violins playing in the background? God, I need a bigger studio. I need a studio and a band. And a lot of other things, but hell with it. Uh, now, that is some some of the words of Joe Biden on March 30th, three days after transgender Audrey Hale shot dead Evelyn Dykhouse, Mike Hill, William Kinney, uh, Catherine Kuntz, Cynthia Peake, and Holly Scruggs. And also, uh, three of those were children, nine-year-old children. And a daughter of Chad Scruggs, senior pastor of the Covenant Presbyterian Church, Haley Scruggs and Cynthia Peake had funerals that day, but Biden named not a single victim and failed to name or condemn the murderer. No, he was glorifying transgender people as the most perfect people ever. Nothing against transgender people, but, you know, some things matter more than others. Now, in an April 6th statement, Biden said three students and three school officials were gunned down in, in yet another tragic mass shooting the left loves those words, mass shooting. But as on March 30th, the Delaware Democrat failed to name the victims, identify the shooter, or condemn the shooter. Hale's, Hale's possible motives also escaped. Notice they haven't released her, uh, her uh, what do they call it? The uh, the journal, she, not the journal, but the, the mission statement that these psychos put out. A lot of these psycho mass shooters and mass killers put these out. Manifesto why they did what they did and why they were justified. And again, these should be released. Really should. There's no reason not to. Uh, victim Mike Hill was black, but no speculation that the white Audrey Hale could have been motivated by racism. Her targets were all Christians. And we know no one ever, ever, ever has discriminated against Christians, right? Or the Jews, neither one. But not a word about the possibility of a hate crime. Biden also failed to mention uh, Michael Colazzo and Rex Engelbert. Do those names ring a bell to you, my friends? They're the officers who took down hell before she could murder more children. God knows how many lives those two saved. And uh, the following week in Colorado, a man who thinks he's a woman planned a series of similar attacks. They, get, they caught this person. They caught him and uh, <clears throat> arrested him before he could do something. I guess someone saw something, heard something, whatever, and said something. 
it was acted upon. William Wentworth, 19, who calls himself Lily, uh, planned attacks on three schools in Colorado Springs. Wentworth had compiled a man, another manifesto. The sick, obsessive bastards always have manifestos. With drawings of classrooms, lists of firearms, and names of individuals to be killed. If these developments leave observers confused, they might seek clarification, clarification from Bruce Bauer, author of A Place at the Table, The Gay Individual in American Society. It's a tearjerker. Bring Kleenex. Uh, years ago, gay magazines and organizations routinely conveyed the message that as a gay man, I was part of something called the gay community. Bauer writes, then at some point when I wasn't looking, I was adopted into something called the LGBTQ plus family. This happened even though homosexuality and transgenderism are two utterly different phenomenon. And what now passes for transgenderism isn't just gender dysphoria. We're dealing with a, listen closely, transgender ideology. This is ideological, my friends. Understand that. <clears throat> Not physical, not sexual, it goes deeper. It's an ideology. Uh, according to which a man who thinks he's a woman isn't suffering from a mental disorder, he actually is a woman. And always has been, and a woman who thinks she's a man really is a man, and always has been. No, they're crazy. That's at least part of it for many of them. I'm sure nature screws up some things, uh, but this ideology that Bauer is talking about that's what is driving the uh, the uh, Dylan Mulvaney's of the world. Then publicity. <clears throat> Gay rights was reformist, Bauer argues, but the trans movement is a revolutionary, <clears throat> excuse me, is revolutionary in a way humankind has never experienced before because it's not a revolution against any particular government or political system. It's a revolution against reality itself. That is indeed the case, but there's more to it. A, Sp a Spanish artist, Francisco José de Goya, uh, observed, El sueño de la razón produce monstruos. The sleep of reason produces monsters. In other words, when, when reason leaves, what takes reason's place? The unreasonable, the insane, the whack jobs. Uh, Hippolyte Train, a historian of the French Revolution, has a different take. Nothing is more dangerous than a general idea in narrow and empty minds, they wrote. As they are empty, it finds no knowledge there to interfere with it. As they are narrow, it is not long before it occupies the place entirely. Think about those words. Your mind basically becomes obsessed with one thing. It is everything and everything is it, whatever that thing is. Henceforth, they no longer belong to themselves, but are mastered by it. It works in them and through them, the man in the true sense of the word being possessed. The trans types with their reason fast asleep are possessed with the idea that thinking something makes it so. <clears throat> that fails to square with science reason and the judeo-christian concept of god creating people male and female people of this time honor belief are held to be attacking 
the trans types. So if you're a religious person and you think you're you're either male or you're female, that's there's two options, then you are basically seen as attacking a trans person. <clears throat> so you can't help but to be a hater. This is the sickness of the mind, the sickness of this ideology, my friends. Uh, as the April 1st Trans Day of Vengeance, excuse me, poster proclaimed the Christians are pronounced guilty of genocide. That sets up a justification for what? Attacking them. They're committing genocide. Right? So isn't it right to attack uh, genocidal, homicidal maniacs? And Christians are pronounced guilty of genocide. So it does. It sets up a justification for attacking them regardless of age. As potential victims might note, Audrey Hale planned this attack four months and gunned down nine-year-old Haley Scruggs, a pastor's daughter. Of course, the media doesn't have time for that. They're blaming inanimate objects like rifles for picking themselves up, loading them, somehow transporting themselves to the school, shooting their way into the school, and then slaughtering people that have done nothing. Guns do that all by themselves now. <clears throat> Joe Biden wouldn't say her name the name of Haley Scruggs, or condemn her killer. Three days after the mass murder, the Delaware Democrat said his administration would, quote, address anti-transgender violence. And in the crisis of violence against transgender Americans for an inversion of reality, that's hard to top. On the other hand, it is revealing Joe Biden is now possessed by trans ideology. The militant trans type serve as Biden's jugged. A fake, oppressed minority at war with reality and perpetually enraged. My friends, go, re get the, go read the rest of this piece. Lloyd Billingsley at American Greatness. The title is Biden Youth Goose-Stepping Trans to Trans Ideology. There's some scary stuff going on, my friends. <clears throat> there are some scary things going on, and that's one of them. Well, that is one of them. Ain't no doubt about it. And now, since I'm short on time, let me get one more thing to uh, to speak on here. One more thing I think is really important. And yes, it comes from American thinker, American greatness, American conservative, American thinker. I do also read blogs that don't have the word American in the title, but those three are very good. You should read them every day after after you read the dailygator.net. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's talk about California utilities. Apparently, they uh, have some plans, and it involves going full-blown, crazy-ass socialist. Andrea Widberg wrote this piece. Although Karl Marx coined the phrase from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, it's an old utopian concept. The principles, the pro, the pluh, sorry, the pilgrims applied it when they arrived in the new world and they promptly came close to starving to death. Starvation indeed has been a feature of any society that embraced the idea that people would altruistically give their labor or wealth to the community while those on the receiving end of that same benevolent largesse 
would limit themselves by taking only what they needed. In California, they're on the verge of repeating that unfortunate experience. California law mandates Marxist utility charges. Under AB uh, slash 205, which became law last year, the legislature used COVID as an excuse to mandate rates, uh, quote, shall be established on an income graduated basis with no fewer than three income thresholds so that a low-income rate payer in each baseline territory would realize a lower average monthly bill without making any changes in usage. That's uh, under California Public, uh, Public Utilities Code 739.9. So in other words, it doesn't matter how much energy you use. You're only going to pay a certain amount depending on what you make. That's the concept that if you're, quote, rich, you should pay more than anybody who's middle class. If you're middle class, you should pay more for things than people who are poor. And that is a recipe for disaster. And again, that's Andrea Woodberg, Whitberg at uh, American Thinker. It is uh, scary times, my friends. The left is out of control. And we got our act, act. We have to get our act together as Republicans to make sure we don't elect another damn Democrat in 2024 because God help us if they do. I'm Doug Hagan. That's the Daily Gator Podcast. If you're left, you're just saying, right, God bless America. Go Gators. And yes, if you are left, you do stay right. Y'all have a good day. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. God bless and thank you, Lord. I got my taxes done. Look at me. I can do anything. Y'all be good. Behave, you knuckleheads.